Said pop, lock, stop and roll. It's the motherfucking time that you all know. It's the black Filipino above the track we know. If you like this, then donate a C note. Uh, on the POD to the C to the AST. Opinionated and highly concentrated, X rated, even better to listen to when you're faded. YouTube channel or YouTube person, um, fascinating Ida, and I have never heard of her before, but my friend sent that to me or showed it to me today, and I thought it was amazing. It's called Cunt Christmas Song, because <laughs> of course it is, and I think it's perfect. Try not to be a cunt this Christmas. Cuntity cunt cunt cunt, you know? Hey guys, how are you? Uh, it's episode 116. It's December now. It's December 3rd. It's a no fucks given Friday. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Merry Christmas. Uh, happy Melakalikimaka. Whatever you celebrate, all of the things, merry and happy that. Okay? There was an episode way, way back where uh, I had a client yell at me because I said Merry Christmas and really what I meant was you know apply it to whatever right because I hey you know what I mean happy holidays whatever it is but uh, I've talked about it before it's an old episode it's probably one of the first Christmas episodes or December episodes that I 
share on this podcast. So scroll back to the beginning and look at 2018. It's probably in there. But she was like, I'm Jewish. And she was very upset that I had said Merry Christmas. And um, I wasn't trying to offend her, right? But she took it that way. She was also very crotchety and someone that I would describe as a cunt. Now, see, I like the word cunt. A lot of people are uncomfortable with it. I think it's great. I think it's funny. Cunt makes me laugh. Well, not like the actual cunt, but like when someone says cunt, it makes me laugh. Um, But yeah, some people don't like it like they don't like the word moist. And I like to use the word moist because like I said before and have said on this podcast, moist is a, a great descriptive word. And you need things to be moist, you know? Like, I've used the example of a chocolate cake. I want a chocolate cake to be moist, not dry, you know? And it also helps with other things, if you catch my drift, okay? Okay, so moving on, yeah, um, that will always be a memory ingrained in my brain, and I think about it every holiday season because people are weird. And it just happens to be that in my mind, I wish that the holiday season would be a time of festivities and great celebration and fun and hugs. Well, you know, before COVID. Or vaccinated hugs. I don't know. Whatever the fuck. Wear your mask and hug if you want. And But only hug if you ask for permission. Okay, don't just hug random people. All right? We talked about that before and time of cheer and if you are celebrating with a beverage or, or or a libation wow or a libation then enjoy that you know i still haven't drank and um i'm feeling like maybe i don't know am i going to for the holidays for christmas i might i don't know though you know what i mean cuz at this point it doesn't really seem to change much like As of currently, and I'm not trying to be a downer, but as of currently, I'm tired. You know, there's a lot going on. I'm trying to do a lot of things and also at the same time try to pay attention to what it is I want for this new year and just kind of finishing out the year. Like if I can finish out December, which I'm usually excited about December, if I can finish out this month strong, that's great. But I've forgotten because last year was kind of a flop, right? I've forgotten how much caffeine December requires with midterms and finals and grading and papers and emails and and then this in the last six months, multiple jobs that I decided to add for some fucking reason. But there's all of that, you know, and then add on the holidays to it. So it's been lots of coffee, lots of caffeine, lots of not sleeping enough, lots of timing it wrong to where I'm having caffeine too late and then I'm awake and can't go to sleep and that's horrible because it's like, well, what do I do now? There's Everybody's asleep but I'm awake and there's only so many episodes of mom that I can watch at fucking two o'clock in the morning, you know? If you've ever watched that show, I don't know. For some reason, I just really enjoy that show. It makes me laugh. I like uh, the daughter. She's the chick from Scary Movie and Smiley Face, which is a huge stoner movie. If you haven't seen Smiley Face, you need to watch it. It's hilarious. 
I can't remember her actual name in real life now, but I'm sure you can picture her. Blonde, you know, was married to that one guy that everyone for some reason thinks is hot and is not. But, you know, whatever. He's a big actor now, I guess. He's been in either Marvel or, you know, the other thing, and I can't remember apologies. I know someone's listening right now who's totally offended that I didn't remember which superhero movie he was in. Oh, my God. But um, I'm not, he's not really like my favorite, you know? So anyways, that's just like a whole lot of thoughts about one particular subject that isn't even really a main focus of today's discussion. But we're here, you know? So yeah, lots of caffeine, misguided awake energy, and, um, and also just trying to get everything done to finish out the year to feel like, you know what it feels like? It feels like well, I don't know if this applies to you, but this definitely applies to me. Whenever I'm going out of town, my my biggest thing is that I need to clean excessively so that when I get home from my travels, I can relax and everything is already organized and put away. And the only thing I really need to deal with is like having to wash my clothes and empty out my luggage and put things away, all of that, right? But everything's been taken care of before I leave. I cannot leave my house on a trip and not tidy up. That would stress me the fuck out. So it's like added stress because you're trying to pack and remember everything that you need to bring. And then on top of that, you are also cleaning. Or I should say I. I am also cleaning because it's not you. This is what I do, right? So it kind of feels like that. Like I'm trying to clean up everything from the shit show of 2021 2021 and make sure that everything is prepared for 2022 but it's also kind of like I'm tired and don't want to do it you know I don't know if that resonates with you at all but maybe it does and um, if it does hey (laughs) what's up (laughs) I don't know like high five or something Uh, yeah, so that's kind of how it's been, but you know what? I said today I'm recording an episode because my tribe needs it. If they are going on trips or maybe they are going on a road trip or they're taking a flight somewhere or they have a fucking long ass work commute or they're stuck in traffic every fucking day, hi, raising my hand, um, Or you need something to listen to that makes you laugh or just makes you feel like you are with a friend while you clean or organize or prep your bags for the next day. Here I am. Hi. What's up? Chocolumpy Lessons. And I wanted to make sure that I stayed true. Last episode I said I was going to be back and I didn't want to leave you for another month because that's fucked, you know? And that's what I did last time, but also mental health. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, here we are. We made it. Yay. It's been a week. It's No Fucks Given Friday. I think I said that already. But also, I just wanted to thank you if you don't follow me on social media, which if you don't, I don't understand that because I'm, listen, I'm fun here, but I also feel like I'm fun on Instagram. It's just different. And I also think that I'm fun on YouTube. It's just different. And I'm also fun on all, all the platforms that I'm on. I feel like I'm fun on, except for Twitter. I don't really fuck with Twitter that much. Twitter is kind of like I go, oh, yeah, I should share this. <laughs> That's what Twitter is like, you know. 
And then I forget for months and then I go back and I go, oh yeah, I should share this, you know? Anyways, whatever. But you should follow me on Instagram, Chocolumpia. And you should also follow me on YouTube, Chocolumpia Lessons. Same name as this podcast. Wow. So I was looking at my Spotify wrapped for podcasters and I felt really special only because it just felt cool because I'm not like a music artist right like I don't have a band I'm not a rock star but it felt cool to see that I'm in the category of podcaster because duh I'm a podcaster but I also forget that this is accessible everywhere and that anyone can really hear me talking out of my ass at all times, which can be frightening, but also like I put it out here to share it, you know? And it's not like I'm really talking about much significant shit, <laughs> but I'm trying to help in whatever way I can, in my Chocolympia style, you know? But I remember in 2018, being a little girl <laughs> who thought, I want to start a podcast. I think that would be fun. Also, it makes me nervous. And anytime I feel that, I want to smash it, you know? So anytime I feel like, ah, that makes me feel like it would be really hard or it makes me nervous because I feel like it would be challenging, I instantly go, I'm going to do it because then it doesn't have any power over me, okay? You have no power over me. Is that from, that's from Labyrinth, right? I think so. So I started one. And I'd had people tell me like, oh my God, you should start a YouTube channel. Oh my God, you should start a podcast. And I was just like, uh, I don't know, I don't think, this is all when I was having the best time on Snapchat. Snapchat is dead now, by the way, okay? If you follow me on Snapchat, I'm there like once every four months and um, it's literally random. And that used to be my favorite thing. Like there was a time where it was higher than Instagram. Instagram's always been one of my tops, one of my top favorites. But Snapchat had a, a time. It was like a year or two where it was my favorite social media. And then it revamped, man. You know, and sometimes a revamp can be really great. A rebranding can be great. But I think uh, they just, they overdid it and it took the fun away. So then I decided I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to do it myself and I saw people kind of around the same time as me starting their podcast and being really fucking fancy about it and I was like I don't want to go that hard like <laughs> I want to do the least work <laughs> and see if it see if it's even something I like you know what I mean like I don't want to put a whole bunch of financials into it and have it be something that I hate eventually you know and I feel like when you start it from that standpoint, the, the pressure is high and you kind of get to a point where you're like, wow, I've invested a lot into this and it's stressing me the fuck out and I don't want to do it anymore. And I didn't want it to be that 
for me. So I did my research and I found which ways I could do it and have it be essentially free, free 99 because I'm all about that, like frugal as fuck, but not cheap. That's different, okay? Be smart with your money, but don't be a fucking cheap ass. And, and I started it on Anchor and I loved it. And within, I don't know, I mean, you can listen back on the episodes. I can't even remember now. It's been such a, it's been such a quick, but not quick journey. It's weird. I don't know how to describe that, but I feel like within a few months, I had more and more platforms sharing my podcasts. And that, <laughs> that, that at first that made me a little bit nervous because I was like, oh my God, now this is accessible everywhere. Like at first it kind of feels like, it kind of feels like a secret club society, like how Clubhouse tried to be in the beginning. Does anyone, is anyone still on Clubhouse? I'm sure people still are. But like the minute I got my invitation, I checked it out and then I was like, this is whack. Like it just, for me, it wasn't exciting. Like I felt like I could do more on other platforms. And platforms where my reach wasn't even big, but on Clubhouse, it was just kind of like, like, I don't, I don't want to be in more meetings, you know what I mean? Like, I, I already have to do that for a lot of my other jobs. So this is supposed to be social media where it's fun and I can learn things, but I also don't want to feel like I'm working, if that makes sense. Work smarter, not harder, right? And so as it started to go further into more platforms and then Spotify was one of them I started to get like oh my god whoa this is great like I I wasn't even putting pressure on myself which is how I try to start most things and a lot of times to be honest because I feel like you guys have been with me through all of that on all of the social medias except um, Instagram because I was already on Instagram way before creating this podcast but even when I started Instagram my first like little bit of time is like this is dumb <laughs> this isn't gonna be fun this isn't gonna blow this like you know this isn't this isn't gonna blow up it's not gonna be productive it's just like whatever but I'll I'll play the game right and then you start to get the hang of it and you have fun with it and then you have connections and then you meet people and it just becomes even more fun as you grow and sometimes that's not the case but sometimes, most of the time with some of the platforms that I'm referring to, it becomes that, right? Like I remember when I first started Snapchat, I was like, this is fucking whack. Like I had a couple of friends that were on it and they were like, oh my God, it's so much fun. It's so fun. And I would try it and I'd be like, this is dumb. And then I would like not be on for another two months and then I'd come back. And then as I started to play with it more, then it started to make sense, right? And so I feel like that's kind of how all of these things were. But anyway, my point is, when it got to the point where now I'm streaming on Spotify and when I look at all the, there's platforms I don't even know about that I'm, I'm not familiar with, but they, you know, it's all like everyone's kind of working together with the platform thing or whatever. And, um, and then I see the different countries that this is available on and I'm like, who would even want to listen to this? But you do. And I appreciate that. Appreciate. And I, Love that you guys are following, subscribing, listening, sharing, laughing, enjoying, 
learning. These are all things that I wanted when I thought of creating my podcast. And I didn't know where I wanted to take it. I just wanted to try it and see how it went. And I ended up loving it. And it's one of my favorite things that I've decided to do despite having people who I kind of looked up to telling me not to do it (laughs) and me thinking, wow, they either just really don't think that I'd be able to do it or they're like worried about competition. And I don't like to think that, you know, I don't want to think that people are thinking that way, but the reality of it is some people are thinking that. And it's people sometimes, not all the time, but it's people that you might think are your closest people. People who are, I mean, you can think of family, you can think of friends, you can think of colleagues, you can think of siblings. Oh, I guess that'd be in family. Um, You know, there's, it's just, there's people who are older than you who will look at you and think, well, that person has their shit together or they're doing things that I wish that I had done but didn't and so I'm mad about that. And listen, I get how, you know, sometimes seeing stuff will fuck with you whether it's social media or, I mean, there's times where I'm watching YouTube and I'm like, God damn it, this YouTuber is like, 18 years old and has a mansion, you know, but I don't know anybody's story like and I can't judge and they can't judge me and I mean you can it's a waste of fucking time though, you know, and you're just gonna make yourself feel like shit. So I get how that can fuck with you when you're looking at social media stuff or just even looking out at someone else's stuff, but you can't get stuck in that and so I made sure that when I started this podcast, I didn't, I, I didn't worry about like where it was streaming or all I did was I recorded it and I made sure that I shared it and I didn't even share it for the first while because I was like, oh my God, I don't want to hear people be like, oh God, you started a podcast too. Everybody has a podcast, ah, you know, <laughs> because everybody has a reaction like that whenever anybody starts something that they want to start. I don't know why. I'm always like, I feel like something's wrong with my brain because when people start shit, I'm genuinely fucking excited for them. And I'm like, damn, that's dope that you felt like you wanted to do that and you didn't listen to anybody else's fucking shit and you started it, you know? And I do have a lot of people and a lot of them are people that I don't know IRL who support the same way and they will have my back and 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 amp me up and I love that shit because that feels really genuine and I do have a lot of people who are supposed to be that but don't you know but you can't necessarily be mad at them for that because they might not have the emotional and mental equipment to process that and be happy for you. Does that make sense? That's not, I'm not trying to say that in a 
degrading way or a da- like down talking or dismissive. I'm not, that's not what I mean. Because there are people who are maybe not even aware or don't know how to do the work or haven't even had the time to be able to do that work yet, right? Everyone's got a different journey and timing for that journey. Now, you know, I can look at myself from years ago to now to 10 years ago to three years ago and everything's everything's different depending on what experiences I've gone through at that given time. So I, I have to think like this person may not be able to give me that, but that's okay because I don't need that from them because I'm giving it to myself. And so when I say shit or when I post shit that's like, you know, first of all, I just have to say that I love the way I look in this picture. That's not coming from a place of ego. That's coming from a place of it's taken me years to be able to get to a point where I can give myself that props because of past trauma or fucking however, you know, whatever I'd gone through that was affecting me at that time that didn't allow me to be able to give myself credit or say something positive about myself. So when I give it to myself now, I own that. And there will be people who haven't gone through that journey yet and who knows if they will or not. That's not my that's not my thing to know for them, right? But you can tell usually who has and who hasn't. Again, that's not in a dismissive way or a, you know, holier than thou type of thing. It's just like at whatever point you're ready, you do the work and then hopefully you're able to get that. So there will be people who haven't gone through that journey yet, who see those posts or who see that caption or who hear that audio in a podcast episode or in my Insta stories or in my YouTube channel or on my stream on Twitch and they'll be like, wow, she's really fucking full of herself. And it's not that. It's that I'm owning that now. And God damn it, if if that isn't what I want everybody to be able to have, like what world do we live in? I want everybody to feel lit the fuck up when they look at themselves or when they do a good job on something, to give themselves props, but also to be able to own it when they fuck up or need to fix something, right? And um, I, again, I, I never think that because it's going well for one person that it can't go well for me or for someone else. I feel like, and, and this is something that I've been having to remind myself of because sometimes you'll get stuck in the negative, which is very big on social media, which I also think is why these things tend to be so popular. It's like watching a television show where there's high drama, those shows tend to have high viewings because of the drama, which is so weird, but it's like, I guess it's a human thing, you know? And so for every positive comment on social media, there's like 50 negative ones. 
and you have to unfortunately learn how to not let that bother you or get to you and it's not to say that there aren't going to be times where it doesn't it's going to and you just have to learn how to not let it affect you as much right so there's going to be that and I I hope and wish that everybody my Christmas wish for everyone is that everyone feels so solid in their confidence and in their ability and in their uh, just possibility of succeeding and having a great life that they don't feel like they have to shit on other people or just even like rub it in in a weird way or just kind of brag but in a you know what I mean like when I'm saying that I'm proud of something that I'm doing it's not in a braggy way to be obnoxious it's not to insult someone who isn't getting that or hasn't gotten to that yet it's to show that it's possible and even if you don't think it is it is and there's a couple of um, collectives that I think are really just something I've been paying attention to as of the last several months. And they're just energy, um, whether they're wellness coaches or life coaches or meditation coaches or whatever, you know, and some people don't believe in that and that's fine. You don't have to believe in anything that you don't want to believe in. You can believe in whatever the fuck you want. But it's a good reminder, and it's something I've been experiencing. So again, this is not something that might resonate with you, but it resonates with me. And it's the fact that when you start to see something that is something that you want, you start to see someone on your timeline or in your YouTube suggestions or in your Google searches that comes up, that's something you've been thinking about. Or you know when you are, are out and about and you start to see a certain car that you've been thinking about or that's on your vision board or someone like a, a type or a look of a person or even a dog that you've been wanting to get or a cat is something that starts to show up in your for you page regularly um, it means that it's possible it's possible <laughs> and um, I think it's important it's important instead of seeing that and going oh well why does that person get to have it how come that this is just this is just the universe and social media for you page internet um, the gods of for you pages just rubbing it in my face and being like this is what you don't have but it's it's in fact I believe the opposite if you're starting to see those things more that means that it's possible it's out there it exists right so sometimes I will be this is just a random you know because that do I that yeah I'll share I don't care um but sometimes I'll just, I'll see like a couple and it's an interracial couple and I'll be like, oh, that's so cute because sometimes I forget that 
that's possible because I don't know, like when you see and, you know, TV's changing now and that's great. But for a long time, it was always the same person with the same person in a couple. And then the family all looked the same and nobody was mixed. And you know what I mean? And so for me, someone who's mixed, it's important for me to see that that there are mixed couples out there, that there are mixed families, that um, that it exists, right? And and that it's not just same and same together, and that's cookie cutter what's out there, right? So when I start to see those things, I try to remember, like that means that's a reminder to me that it's possible. So when I see a car that I really like or that's on my vision board, that's a reminder like, it's coming. I don't know when, you know? I don't know when, but eventually it's coming. And that's just maybe something that I like to do. You can start to do it too. You don't have to do it if you don't want. If, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, that's so lame, then, you know, whatever. But that's something that I enjoy doing. Um, if I see someone who's traveling a lot, that's something to me where I'm like, that's that means that it's happening. Who knows when, but it's possible, right? I see someone who has a house that I love. Um, I see someone in a city that I really want to go to. I see someone doing something that I want to be doing. It's a reminder to me that it's possible. And I think if we come from that standpoint as opposed to, well, why does that person have it and I don't? Or why does she, oh, there she goes again, talking about all the, you know? And um, I guess if it does get to a point like that, then maybe you have to think about who you're following because it depends also on their delivery, right? And again, you know, not to be one-sided, like I have to think about what I'm saying and how it actually applies. So if, if someone's not gone through the experience where they are able to see that and think, that's really cool, congratulations for them, as opposed to being hateful, then all of it's going to look a certain way, right? I just hit the mic, sorry about that, if that hurt your ears. Uh, So if someone hasn't gone through the work or hasn't gone through the experience of being able to see it from that mindset, then anyone talking about anything great that they're doing on social media is going to feel braggadocious, and that may not be the intent, right? So, I mean, I don't really know what the moral of the story is. I guess it's really just to think of it from a standpoint of if you're seeing it, that means that it's possible. It's possible for you. If it's something that you want to achieve, it's possible for you. And if there are people in your life who are braggadocious, who are doing it to hurt you, that's very different from them just sharing. And... Again, depending on your experience and where you are in your enlightenment journey, it may not be a braggadocious post. It may just seem like that because you haven't done the work yet. Does that make sense? Does any of that make sense? You know, it's weird because I'm sober, but I feel like I'm even more lit than before and I don't mean like fun lit I mean like just confused in my brain (laughs) I don't know I I I don't know you know 
And um, yeah, I feel like it's weird. And I don't mean to be like, oh my God, you know, I've been sober for six months. It's almost seven months. Is it six months now? I think it's six months. Anyway, it's a long time. And I honestly, I haven't gone that long before, um, you know, like being 21 probably. So it's, it's an interesting experience. It's also interesting when it's this part of the year, when it's usually like the festive time. And um, during a very stressful year and realizing how much you feel and observe and are aware of everything during that. Now, I don't know. Um, I don't know if, you know, we'll see. I, I might go longer. I might not. I'm not sure that it affects me so much that I feel a difference. I do just feel like I'm very aware of how challenging things can be when you're fully, 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 fully aware of everything, your thoughts, all of your feelings, um, everyone else's feelings and thoughts, it feels like, you know? It's like if you imagine being at a party where everyone's wasted and you're sober, it's irritating because people are idiots. <laughs> and that's kind of what it feels like. Like, not that everyone's on drugs or drinking, but a lot of people are on some type of substance, something, you know, whether it's pain meds or some kind of medication or caffeine even, alcohol, drugs of some sort and it feels like I'm the only sober person at the party and if you've ever worked at a bar sober um, <laughs> people are really annoying when they're drunk because they don't make sense and they are sloppy and they are a mess it's just not it's not really, it's not really cute if there's a, a better way to describe it. I don't know. But that's just kind of how it's been feeling lately. And I know I'm not walking around with everyone who's just like wasted off their asses or anything. But it just very much feels like, um, like I have no tolerance for the stupidity. That's what it feels like. So if you ever worked at a bar and you were sober, um, the tolerance for stupidity is very low because because it's just like these people elected to do this to themselves you know what I mean but also there's like an understanding not trying to judge or be on a high horse but there is an understanding because you remember what it's like and whatever but it's just like can you just get it together so you can tell me what you need right and that's kind of how I feel this year like as I'm finishing up this year I feel like my tolerance for people being rude 
and not being nice, being cunty and being um, impatient and all of those things. It's just not like I understand how awkward it might have been coming back to everything and socializing and whatever, right? But we're, we're, you know, it's been a minute now, right? Like, I feel like you kind of know how to talk to people again, hopefully. And um, you understand, like, how to wait your turn. <laughs> you understand how to, like, listen to someone's thought. And then you respond after, other than interrupting them type of thing. Um, we get how driving works, most of us, right? But that, it's just like every day I see the people who still haven't really figured it out again since last year and it's like come on like we need to get it together now okay like if we want this to to fix itself eventually we need to fucking figure it the fuck out because some of y'all are a hot fucking mess and um I don't know what else to really say about that it's like (laughs) I don't know but every day I feel like I'm the sober person at a drunk party and um, it's not cute. It's not cute. Okay? Mama's tired. Mama's tired. And um, I don't really know what else to tell you. Which is a, a shit answer. You know? That doesn't help anyone. But also, uh, I think you get what I mean. Because I kind of feel like we all are on the same page with it. But for some reason, we still can't figure it the fuck out. I don't know, dude. It's very strange. Anyways, we still have some time in December, which is good, I guess. (laughs) I'm really ready for January. I want to quit everything. I think I I talked about that last episode. Um, Yeah, I want to quit everything. Um, I just, yeah, I don't know. And um, I I didn't really have like a thought process about what I was going to talk about today. I just wanted to come in, come in. I wanted to come on and say thank you for listening to this podcast. And then it just kind of became the history of Chuck Olympia lessons, which is great because if you haven't started from one, you should. And if you have, thank you so much. I love you for being here and listening to me. For this long how irritating but um thank you because for some reason you enjoy it and that's great um and to also share that christmas message you know about not being a cunt and also um just knowing that it's possible for you whatever it is that you want to do is possible and i know that there's times when it doesn't feel possible at all. I've been experiencing that back and forth this year, especially the last six months, where it felt like nothing was possible and just really down and dark and depressed and um, trying to figure it out because I just wasn't feeling myself and I wasn't feeling happy and I don't want to think like oh well it's because you're sober that's why you're so miserable you know like that's fucking sad (laughs) but also I don't know like I've never I've never um gone to like a 
Alcoholics Anonymous. Not that, again, the reason why I was doing it was because I wanted to see if I could do it and also to just clean up my health. And I don't like being dependent on anything, so I'll even go through phases where I'll quit the coffee because I don't want to wake up and be like, I need coffee. You know, anytime I feel like I have to have something to be able to function, I don't like that. And I've never liked that. And so I do a lot of things uh, where I will just cut things out to see if I'm able to do it. Just just to see. So this was part of the April challenge because I was like, let's just do something in April because April sucks. And we're going to try to see if we can eat clean and do all that and la 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 la. And that was part of it, right? So it's been since then. And yeah, if you've been doing it with me, great. Congratulations. I see you. Um, And if you haven't, that's fine too. You can really start whenever the fuck you want. It doesn't have to be a certain thing. And um, yeah, but you know, I, I just, I was experiencing things in the last while and it just wasn't feeling the same but the same as what you know like who knows what anything but I've also been doing a lot of different things and so that's probably why I don't know I feel like collectively anyone who's on the same wavelength is going to kind of understand or get it and I know that we all had a really fucking crazy year last year. And so this year is kind of like picking up the pieces for a lot of people and trying new things and figuring things out and shit's changed and it's definitely different outside. And then trying to find that normalcy and then remembering, it's weird remembering when things were different because that feels very like an old person thing, you know, like, Oh, remember back in the day when we didn't have to sit six feet away from each other? We could go to raves and put our faces in the speakers. But now we can't because social distancing and deafness, you know? Like, I don't know. It's weird. Um, Yeah, so there's that. But anyways, I, last night, wanted to put something on in the background while I was grading and I usually do that typically when I'm grading I watch I don't know why but for the last few years the possession has been the movie that's been on and it usually is what I have in the background if you've never seen the possession you should see it I don't know why it's a good movie it's really it's really not that great but there's parts that um intrigue me and then there's like the pancake breakfast scene that I know this is fucked up but it always makes me laugh and I don't know why but it just does so you have to watch the possession and watch for the breakfast pancake scene it's really it's not even a huge scene it's just like it cracks me up and it that's very dark okay I don't know you know I can't tell you what's wrong with my brain I'm just telling you this is a movie that's usually on in the background when I do grades. So today or yesterday when I was doing grades, I decided that um, Empire Records was on and I haven't seen that movie in forever. And it's such a good movie. If you are like me and you love music and you always wanted to work at a record store but you never did because no one ever hired you because they didn't think you were cool enough but they were wrong because you are and you totally know everything about music but it's fine, whatever, I've moved on. Um, It's 
a great movie for that. There's great music. Um, this is a movie where, I, like, I honestly feel like Renee, Renee Zellweger was the cutest in this movie. And, and then she started to do the movies where she, like, had to change her personality and her face. So Jerry Maguire came later, and then it was the, uh, what was the British movie that she did? It was like a British series of movies that she did. Something, something, some lady's name, British something. Dumb, never saw them. Anyways, maybe they're good. I don't know. I never, Bridget Diary, Bridget Jones Diaries or something. Never read it, never watched it. But she was super cute in Empire Records, adorable. And yeah, I guess because she was like maybe 20 or 21. But, you know, it's like the same thing with Katie Holmes. Like when they were doing their first movies, they were awesome. And they did like fun roles. And then they got Scientologyified or Tom Cruiseified and got fucking weird, you know? Didn't she do a movie? I think Renee Zellweger did a movie with Tom Cruise. Wasn't it Jerry Maguire? I've still not seen that movie. Sorry. I just can't, you know? I'm a very specific rom-com person, meaning like 0.005% of rom-coms I've watched. But when I do watch a rom-com that I love, I really love it, but there's not that many of them. But um, yeah, not a fan of Jerry Maguire. Sorry. I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it one day, but I just really don't feel like I have the patience. So anyways, um, Renee Zellweger is in Empire Records. She's adorable. Uh, Liv Tyler, Steven Tyler's daughter, is gorgeous. She's in Empire Records. Uh, there's a couple of dudes in the movie who are super, super cute, and I don't know if they were kind of like one, two hit wonders, but um, I don't know if I've seen them in anything since. And the dude from Welcome to the Dollhouse is in it, and he's hilarious. It's just a funny movie. And again, like I said, growing up, I have wanted to work in a record store so badly. Like in between classes, I would go to the movie, to the movie store, <laughs> what? To the music store. Like uh, I was just going to say Trader Joe's. Oh my God. No, Tower Records was like my favorite store. Virgin Records, Sam Goody, these are all places. The Warehouse, oh my God, <laughs> that is so old school. <laughs> these were stores where I would just kill so much time. Sam Goody's, you could like listen to albums, you could preview albums. I think I got my first like dubstep CD there. Um, oh my God, what was the place where you could trade music? Was it Music Trader? Duh. That's why I was thinking Trader Joe's. Okay. So Music Trader, you could, you could, you could trade. Oh my God. Why? You could, you could, you could, you could. Have you ever had a dream where you could, you would, you would, you would. Okay. So you could trade in like eight CDs and get one new CD or something like that. Oh my God. I love Music Trader so bad. Did I just say Trader, Trader Joe's? <laughs> Not Trader's Joe, okay? Not Trader's Joe. I haven't even gone to Trader Joe's in 
since like before the pandemic because it fucking gives me anxiety. And then have you guys seen or heard of the fucking um, the guy who shot up the Trader Joe? Trader Joe. Oh, my God. The Trader Joe's. What? Where was that? I feel like that was in L.A. That might be totally wrong. I apologize if that isn't. I'm not. I did not fact check that. But um, yeah, he held up a trader's a trader's Joe, like Christina Pajewski says, and and I I don't know if he murdered someone. I feel like someone might have died. But he, yeah, that's a whole, I mean, that was before I even stopped going to Trader Joe's. But anyways, long random tangent about Trader Joe's. I'm talking about music trader where you could sell your music or your CDs and get new music. And it was rad. And that was where I got my first Portishead CD, is where I got my first Tricky CD, is where I got my first Ani DeFranco CD. Dude, like so much good music old Bjork stuff like oh my god you guys watch Empire Records if you've never seen it it's so good and then I mean it's old right but it's just it's a great movie just about I mean it's and it's things that are relevant to today still but um after that I couldn't sleep (laughs) and so Zola came back on And I haven't seen Zola since I did the uh, reaction video on YouTube. If you haven't seen that, you should check out my YouTube channel, Chalk Olympia Lessons. I do a reaction video to certain movies. Most of them are horror. Every once in a while, there's a non-horror in there. Zola's one of those non-horrors. Actually, it is kind of horror in a different kind of way. Um, But I forgot how good that movie is. It's actually, like, it's so good. And... um, Yeah, I was going to reference Zola because of something that happened a couple of weeks ago at a concert or a show that I had gone to with my friend. I'll talk about it really fast. So anyways, there was this old dude there. And listen, I'm not an ageist, but this guy was old, okay? He was like some silver fox sugar daddy guy. And hey, I'm not knocking sugar daddies, whatever. Do, you know... Make your money, girl. Do your thing, whatever. As long as you're not hurting yourself or anyone else, you feel safe about it, blah, 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 blah. You're not crying while you're holding your asshole open, like I said before in some of my other episodes. Right? (laughs) That's a reference that if you weren't listening to that particular episode and caught that line, then you're not going to know what the fuck I just referenced right now. But it's fine. Go back and listen to the, uh, the other episodes. There's 115 other ones, okay? But... I was at a show with a friend and this sugar daddy guy with his, and well, okay, so here's the thing though. The chick he was with wasn't like young. So I don't think it can be a sugar daddy, right? Because she looked old. (laughs) So they were probably the same age. Again, I'm not making fun of the age of these people. I'm just saying he seemed like a sugar daddy. He had sugar daddy energy, but she was the same age as him, it looked like. Like they look like, okay, and, and I'm not going to say what show I was at, but they looked like they saw a flyer in the OC and then came to this show from their yacht, like literally were on their yacht frying in the sun because that's what their skin looked like, like not 
wearing sunscreen, but just drinking, day drinking all day, right? And then wanted to be in the fucking front in front of everybody who legitimately are fans, I think. But I always assume that. I always assume that if someone doesn't look like they listen to that particular style of music or watch that type of show normally, that they're just taking up the space in the front from someone who would want to really be in that spot, but it's fine, whatever. But they plop themselves right in the front, like front center, and then um, were like grinding on each other during this music set, and it wasn't that style of music necessarily, so it was weird because I was just like, and listen, whatever, I'm not a prude, you know? Do whatever you, you fucking want. But I'm just observing because... He's also in my space kind of thing, so I'm very aware of it. And I'm sober, right? So I'm very aware of all of it. Like, if you're nudging me and slowly pushing me, like, I'm going to notice that because you're weird and you're in my way. You know what I mean? And I swear to God, I swear to God, he's probably fingering her underneath the skirt, okay? And listen, whatever, dude. Who hasn't caught a finger? But it's like, it's just weird because it's like not the show to be. I mean, not that there is a show. Well, I guess there might be more shows than others. That that would be fitting. But this just was like an awkward venue to be doing that. And like everybody around you is aware of what's happening, you know. And imagine you're on stage and you can see that. Like how fucking odd is that? That's weird, dude. And so me and my friend were just like, oh, my God, I think he's totally fingering her right now. That's so gross. And um, like also you're you're like 65, dude, you know. And hey, you can be you can be cool and be 65, whatever. But also it's like there's a time and a place like maybe on the yacht you were on before you came over to the show that you'd never heard of about, never heard of about, never heard of before. And you do it there as opposed to being in the audience at the show where everybody legitimately really wants to just hear this song and like watch the show. But now you're just like grinding on each other (laughs) and fingering each other (laughs) on the dance floor. It's fucking weird, man, you know? Anyways, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Go get fingered if you want. But just like be aware of the time and the place. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, and yeah, make sure you don't touch stuff after because that's fucking disgusting. Okay? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. You guys, whatever. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Melakalikimaka. Merry Christmas. Merry all the things, and I will talk to you soon. I love you so much. Thanks for listening to this crazy-ass fucking show. I don't know what to tell you, but we're here, and um, we're sticking to it. So, yeah, have a good weekend, and I will see you next week, or I'll talk to you next week. I love you. Bye.